Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'll be the hostess here, podcast, the Ted Smith, the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Ah, uh, up in the top corner in his rightful spot. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Boys, we're into the dark and dirty doldrums of winter. I feel like moods are on the rise, though. I don't think we're going to have sad cast this year. I'm putting on the record right now. What's going on? <laughs> well, it helps, too. We're coming up on the uh, unofficial holiday of the uh, of the United States. All right, down there in the bottom <laughs> corner, getting the studio all set up. Matt, comedy producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? What's up, boys? Good to see you. Oh, well, we know we got the Super Bowl coming up. And then we like to talk a lot of food on here. So today we have a uh, local barbecue chef, owner of the original Northwest Barbecue Company, uh, Paul Galavantis. How you Did doing? I get it right? No, it's okay. Oh. All right, say it the correct way. Come on, Ted. We we practiced this. Glavanitz. <laughs> Glavanitz. All right, Paul Glavanitz. All right, Paul, tell the people uh, real quick. Like you sent us an email. You have a famous uh, Jack Daniels peach cheesecake that got you entered into a what nationwide contest? Worldwide contest, actually. Worldwide. Yeah. All right. There's an organization called the uh, State Cookoff uh, Association, which is uh, SCA for short. They had a contest in Sweet Home, Oregon, last Fourth of July, and I took first place in uh, with a Jack Daniels peach cheesecake. And when you take a first place in the SCA, you get a golden ticket, which is an automatic invite to the world championships, which will be March 8th through 12th in Fort Worth, Texas. All right. Do you enter in uh, like, obviously, if you do barbecue, cheesecake wasn't the first thing you did. Like what, what was like, what's your okay. go to? Well, that day there were uh, three categories, uh, hamburger, which I placed 10th in. All and right. then did the peach cheesecake and then, uh, of course, steak. We, we, uh, the way it works is you get a choice of two ribeyes. You pick your first one and then you have to wait in line for the next time you pick your second one. You turn in one. They cut the steak in half in your turn in box. They look at half for appearance. That's what you're judged on. And then it gets cut up into six little cubes and for six judges. All right. And then uh, let's just say, I assume, is this smoking or grilling or is uh, it both? Anything goes with the steak contest. No holds barred. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you can cook it on gas. You can cook it on solar power, sous vide, any way goes. All right. Yeah. Because when I think barbecue contest, I naturally just think smoked well, meats. This was paired up with the barbecue contest with the Kansas City Barbecue Society. So the next day we had our big contest, which were our four main meat categories, which was pork butt, brisket, chicken, and ribs. Nice, nice. Now I'm a uh, bit of a psycho, so I have watched a lot of uh, competition barbecue on the Food Network. Like when you say a national contest, like is this <laughs> like what? What do I watch? Barbecue pitmasters. Like is Myron Mixon going to be there? Like is, is that the kind of uh, judges you're going up against? I, I don't know if Myron will be there. Uh, but I know a lot of uh, 
I don't know if he does the SCA because he he's more of a pork guy. He he does Memphis in May, which is just pork. All right. Uh, and that, that's just another barbecue organization. He also does the Kansas City Barbecue Society events, which are, like I said, the four main meat categories. There's like 50 different organizations out there. All right. And for Cobb and Matt, for people listening, if you don't know who Myron Mixon is, he's the winningest man in competition barbecue. And then he... uh. And I would, I think it's fair, Paul. You could agree or disagree. He's he's a bit arrogant about his stuff. He, yeah, he's a bit of a character. I, I've, yeah. I've competed against him and I've beaten him. Oh, awesome! Yeah, so right th- that show I watched, Barbecue Pitmasters. It might I don't even know if they still make it, but like he's always a judge, and then mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Cobb from your neck of the woods, Aaron Franklin's always a judge from Franklin's Barbecue. Nice, yeah, that guy's stuff is amazing. A, a yeah. good friend of mine uh, was on Pitmasters, uh, Lene Oxley of Sugar's Barbecue. Oh, yeah. I've seen her. Yeah, she's a real good friend of mine. She's got a uh, food truck in, uh, I want to say, Ridgefield, Washington. Huh. All right, so that's the other question I had for you. With the competition barbecue, do you, like, obviously you guys become buddies and start hanging out? Or is it like, like I, a, I, is it like sports where you're like, ah, I hate that guy? That, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that... Uh, I'm that you grow to hate because they, they do get arrogant and, you know, but then you meet a lot of humble people. Uh, Myron Mixon, he's really approachable. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. If he really, if he likes you, he'll tell you anything you want to know. All right. All right. Yeah. I, I, yeah, but I, the way he works though, the way he used to work before he got a lot of glamorization, he hardly touches the meat anymore, but, in the early 2000s, he would show up with his cook, cooking partner, and his cooking partner would just swear the entire time. He had none of it, just all the whole time. And they would prep their meats right up on a table, scoop it all up, throw it in a cooler, go go party, and they show up at four in the morning and win the damn contest. <laughs> I mean, they put their meat on it. For, yeah, they they started the hot and fast movement. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here. Like, I have a good buddy uh, that always does like he his pulled pork is unbelievable. And he, you know, he smokes it. But I feel like drinking and kind of hanging out in the middle of the night is part of the barbecue uh, culture. Yes, that is part of the culture. (laughs) I mean, right. Matt and Cobb, like Cobb will have a beverage once in a while. Matt doesn't drink. But I'm telling you, the other thing I've noticed with barbecue, too, like I like drinking beers. But mm-hmm. I feel like if you're sitting by a pit, you got to have a bottle of whiskey and just like take pulls off. I it. always have a bottle of Jack close. <laughs> All right. Well, that kind of answers my question, too. Sometimes I watch those competition shows and like especially because that one, there's something in Kansas City every year that appears to be like the Super Bowl of barbecue. That's the American Royal. The American Royal. That's exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, those people have to be like partying somewhat too Oh, i've been there like four times and it is the biggest party on the planet i'm telling you <laughs> american royal that's awesome that's a great name for a competition it's like yeah, the international they, you know well they have the international which is an invitational only only grand champions only and then uh when that contest ends the open opens up and it goes from like 120 teams to five to six hundred teams oh in my a god day. Yeah, it's huge. And right, so Budweiser, Budweiser used to sponsor it. Tell you what, man, I went to the Army Navy game in 05, seeing those Clydesdales up close. Yeah. It's a masterful beast. 
Uh, are you just competition barbecue? Can pe- can people go to Northwest Barbecue Company and get it somewhere? Or are you I just a competition? I, I do catering and I do pop ups. Uh, this year I'll be at the Puyallup Spring Fair, uh, 21st, 22nd, 23rd. It's the largest barbecue contest on the West Coast, $27,000 in prize money. Wow. Nice. Wow. Yeah, and there's going to be 35 teams competing. Uh, there's one kid there. He's about 16, 17. He's one of the top barbecue guys in the country. That's wild. And what, yeah. uh, if people want to get a hold of you or see your schedule, where would they go? They would go to my Facebook page, uh, Owen WBBQ at Facebook. Owen W and then the letters BBQ. Yes. Nice. Okay, cool. Wait, I, I do have one more question. Sorry to jump in, go Ted. Ahead, go ahead. So, yeah. Paul, I, I live down in Austin, uh, Texas, and my my balcony looks out towards um, uh, Terry Black's barbecue. So we see the smokers going all night. And, uh, I, you know, as much as people are hanging out, drinking, having a good time, you know, there's some there's some technical work that goes into brisket and the whole barbecue game. And it's not as easy as people think. I mean, I've tried and now I just buy brisket from them with a competition <laughs> like this. Do you get nervous at all? Like, is that a crazy thing to ask? All the time, especially when it comes time to turning in the meats. It's the brisket's the one that's most stressful for me. Oh, yeah. You don't know what it's going to be like until you cut into it. Oh, so it's just a dice roll. And now, and if it's competition, does it have to be like charcoal and wood? Can it be pellets? Uh, with the Kansas City Barbecue Society and the Pacific Northwest Barbecue Association, you can use pellet, charcoal, or wood. What do you use? I use charcoal and wood. All right, yeah. My buddy, I'm thinking of, that's what he does. He's charcoal to start it, and then it's wood to keep it going all night. Yeah. Plus, I, I, don't... I, have, I have a couple of charcoal pits, but I put wood chunks on, and I also have a trailer smoker that's just wood only. Yeah, you and don't Kyle, have to you tell brought us that what... up. Okay. I was just going to say, like, I don't think people realize how much work goes into real barbecue when you're smoking stuff. Like, like you got to have it in overnight. You got to have the right temperature, right? Yeah. You got to put your seasoning on. I mean, I don't want to give away secrets here, but you got to put a binding on it first, like mustard. And then <laughs> you got to you got to take that. You got to take that thing out. You got to wrap it. You got to cool it correctly. Like, it's a process. Yeah, they, uh, they, they've got it dialed in now, depending on what t- technique you use. I do slow and low. A lot of people do what's called hot and fast. And they can cook a brisket in less than eight hours. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's what I feel like people don't realize. I certainly didn't realize it until I saw Franklin's and uh, a couple spots in Texas is that, you know, a brisket is, correct me if I'm wrong, but a brisket is a pretty cheap piece of meat and you're turning it into a very expensive piece of meat and to do that you're talking about you know 20 24 hours uh, you know 18 hours of smoking this thing and it's not like you pop it in an oven and you just turn on the heat and let it cook i mean you're stoking a fire with various types of wood i know people use mesquite wood and different types i don't know but i mean it is a serious labor of love and and there's a lot of craftsmanship too is that pretty accurate like were you surprised Every 45 minutes, I got to put wood on my fire on my trailer pit. But if I'm in the charcoal smoker, I have to check it every four hours to fill the water pan. Wow. And this is like, so this is like an overnight process. Like you're talking about yeah. smoking for more than eight hours. Yes. And what, what got you into it? I mean, like, uh, well, it's kind of a 
sad story kind of thing. My brother back in nineties in the nineties, uh, worked for Brank's barbecue in Sumner. All right. And the owner sent him to a class to learn barbecue here in the Pacific Northwest. And he learned from Paul Kirk. Uh, he's called the Baron of barbecue. I believe is his nickname. Nice. And he come up and taught the class. And then I joined my brother's team and up until like 99, I broke off of his team because he put my older brother on the team. And so I started competing against them and I started <laughs> winning and right. they didn't talk to me for like six months because I beat him in a contest that they forced me to go to. <laughs> the chosen one, the chosen brother. <laughs> and uh, it, the, the sad part is in 2001, my brother Doug uh, died on the way home from a Christmas party. He uh, hit a telephone pole. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. All right. So your brother's got it into it. I'm guessing if you have a younger and older brother, are you the middle child? I'm the youngest. Oh, the youngest. That's the spot to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's why my two older brothers didn't speak to me for six months because their younger brother beat them. And they said, oh, it was fixed. I go, only three teams showed up. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> I will say, uh, like I, I know uh, Jack Timmons from Jack's Barbecue. His brisket is delicious, but I know he took a course. And then there used to be a place down in your neck of the woods called Shorty's Grub House, and they that was probably the best barbecue I I had had in the Northwest for a while. I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, they closed years ago when the men's room first got popular. They would they would send some food up and stuff. And then who? What's the other famous one uh, out in Issaquah? Stan, he's a Kansas City guy. So he does okay, like yeah, I, I know Stan. I know of Stan, yeah. Yeah, as I said, I don't think Cobb's been there. I know Matt and I have had stands. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Paul, I, I was this is just for my own personal interest. I um I like to buy some briskets around the holidays. You you mentioned catering. Is there mm -hmm. like a, a website or some way to how do I actually if I was gonna order one of these things? How do uh, we my make, face, make that uh, happen? Facebook page, my phone number's right there. You can just call me directly or just send me up. an email. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. Hell yeah. I know. Now that you're saying that with the Super Bowl coming up, I'm like, man, I should have called you last week. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Paul, before I let you go, if people are sitting at home, they got they got a Traeger or they're getting into doing barbecue and I'm putting you on the spot. Do you have like an easy go to like smoke dip or something you do for Super Bowl? Yeah, I do. Uh, what I do is I get a bunch. I get some chorizo. I get some uh, beef and some ground pork. All right. Throw it in the smoker, cook it through, and after that's cooked through, I uh, add caramelized onions and mushrooms to it, and then I throw a bunch of cheese in there with some milk cream, let that melt. I mean, stir that, all, stir that all up together, and there you go. Yeah, I am in. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> nice. Uh, all right. So uh, cheddar. the cheddar breaks down and it's really greasy. You're gonna have a lot of grease in that anyway for all that meat. All right. But I would use like a, a mozzarella or a pepper jack. Oh, yeah. That's coming yeah. out like a real queso when it's white. Yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, NWBBQ on Facebook. ONWBBQ. OM. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, Paul, thanks for coming on. Good luck in the contest. Uh, feel free, as I say, send me a message. I'll post some stuff too. I know you're trying to uh, raise some money for the trip, but you know. Good luck and kick ass. Represent the Northwest. Thank you. I plan to. <laughs> All right. Thanks, brother. You oh, too. Yeah. Bye. All right. That worked good. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. I appreciate it.
Yeah, no worries, man. Yeah, just send me whatever, and I can post it on my Facebook, too. Okay, now, how do people listen to this? Will you send me a link? Uh, Yeah, it, it'll be on the Odyssey app, but I'll send you, I can send you a link tomorrow. That'd be great. That'd be great. Because yeah. my stepmom, I was on uh, Pacific News Radio for a short interview. All right. Homo Radio, whatever that is now. Uh, my stepmom missed it. She got upset at me. <laughs> no worries. I just can't promise you what we're going to talk about. You'll be in the front of it, but well, I after that, I know how I it works. You guys, I mean, if, do if your stepmom knows the men's room, this will be tame. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. shoot. Uh, all right, brother. Yeah. Send me that info and I'll send you that link tomorrow. I have a chili contest in DuPont on April 1st. All right. And that's uh, in, uh, at the FOB Brewery. It's open to the oh. public. All right. Guys yeah, can similar. come down, try it out. I know everybody else is across the country, but and you're <laughs> up at the north end. So, I mean, that's a long drive for you. Yeah, I'll talk to Mike. Maybe we'll pop down there. Okay. Uh, Monday, I'm prepping in Seattle at a kitchen I use. All right. Um, I'm making those cheesecakes. So, if you want to swing by and grab one on your way. Where's the kitchen? Uh, it's at Orcus and MLK. Huh. It's uh, seasoned in Seattle. Pyramid right. Kitchen. Yeah, I'm, on Monday, I'm going to go up there. I, I know the owner. I used to work for them. All and right. I'm going to prep my meat and stuff. For, and i got to bake off all those cheesecakes. So <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll talk to you on uh, Facebook uh, like tomorrow or the next day. Okay. Figure it out. So <laughs> we just got to wrap this one up. Okay. Thanks. So, right. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for coming on, brother. Great yeah, to meet you. Thank you. Bye. Good luck. Thank you. You gotta start barbecuing, boys. <laughs> well, Ted, All North right, End, man, you. that'll that'll be an unlock for you. How do I get out of this thing? Uh, <laughs> bottom right corner. I like that. How do I get out of this? <laughs> there we go. Yeah, he's on it. I forget a lot of people do not use Zoom like we do. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And especially on the phone, it can be weird. I'm with you. I hate it on the phone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. So we got some barbecue ideas. We got the Super Bowl coming up. First of all, had this conversation plenty of times. Party, bar. Small party, big party. What's your guys' ideal Super Bowl? Matt, go ahead. Um, I got invited to a party um, with one of my clients this year. I'm pretty excited about. Uh, nice. So I like the parties. I got to see if they need anything and if I could bring my wings. Like I like bringing my wings to a Super Bowl party. I've been at Super Bowl parties where you brought them. I mean, that's how you got the rep. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, you know, they may have catering or something, but hopefully there's room for some more wings. Like, <laughs> I do like the idea of you showing up to a party that's like professionally catered, just like, hey, man, I brought wings. <laughs> exactly. Dude, I like that, man. That's keeping it grounded. <laughs> <laughs> Cobb, what do you think? Party? That, that's awesome. Um, Dude, you know. Let's see. I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like the Super Bowl itself, football in general, I like at a bar. And actually, I prefer watching it on TV over going to games in most instances. The Super Bowl, though, I feel like it's something different. Super Bowl is 
like a four or five hour in a home type event for me. I don't like to, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to be at a bar for the Super Bowl as much as much as it sounds fun and it's good for the playoffs. I think the Super Bowl, you want to be in a house and you want to just be like slowly working through the different items that people brought. Um, my personal go to if people are looking for ideas, I like to take those little uh, uh, Pillsbury like um, what are they called? The things for making um, crescent, rolls. crescent rolls. rolls. Yeah, little crescent roll things. Then I bring some Beecher's cheese and then little Smokies. I wrap them up. Everybody laughs at you for pigs in a blanket until they come out of the oven. Trust me. On all right, I'll share two things. One, if your friends think that they're sophisticated, first of all, they're not, and second of all, they'll make fun of you when you come in. That's okay. Just disregard that. Pop your stuff in the oven. But then remember who made fun of you. And when they start eating these things, you're welcome to give them all the S you want. The thing is, it will be the most made fun of appetizer, but it also will be the first one that's completely gone. I promise you. I've seen it happen at least six times. And uh, yeah, that's the go-to. Put out some ketchup, whatever. So anyway, that's that's typically what I bring. Um, this year, you know, I don't know what our plan is. I think we're going to keep it kind of low profile over here on the east side. But yeah, I feel like it's a home event type of thing. Ted, you are, you know, the head of all things football on this podcast. What do you feel like is the ideal environment? I mean, I first of all, I generally prefer watching football at home. But I mean, watching NFL at a bar is fun. I I'm racking my brain. Like outside of like a station event, I'm not sure I've been to a bar for a Super Bowl, but I don't, I'm with you. I think any kind of house party and it's like the last time like the, the holidays pass. So it's like some of the stuff you'd cook around the holidays. This is like the last go, right? Yeah, it's, it's the like, last hurrah for sure. Like that <laughs> is the hard end of dip season. You're not making dip for Valentine's. <laughs> right. So I'm with you. Like I, I like the idea of sitting around the house. When you guys came over years ago, was that a Super Bowl? Or was that just a Seahawks party? Because I remember you made pigs in a blanket. I had something going in the crock pot. That might have just been a Seahawks game. I don't know, man. Who knows? You know, we've we've spent a lot of time smoking weed and eating food at that house. It's tough to say at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I've also say this. Whatever you do, generally, it's fun, right? Like, I remember when I was, like, working at bars and stuff, like, just watching the second half at, like, the house or something. But, like, yeah, it's the last bit of football. I do think this will be a good game. But also, like... I'm with you. It's like an extra holiday. People are getting together. It's like I could easily like I I could sit here with like four people and watch it, which I've done. Or I've been to like huge parties where there's like 20 or 30 people. And it's like, that's great, too. Sometimes with the big party, though, it's hard to watch the damn game. That's true. It does feel like a bit of a bonus holiday. And I feel like uh, I have to ask what. uh, who, What team do you think is going to win? Honestly, I'm I'm pulling for the Chiefs. The chefs, nice. Me too. Yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? I just, you know, like I'm a Seahawks fan now, but growing up a Commanders fan in the NFC East, like I just can't stand the Eagles. And I like a lot of the Eagles, right? Like I like Jalen Hurts. Like I got no issue with their players. I'm just like I can't stand their fans, dude. Okay, yeah. I wonder about. All right, sorry to even bring this up, but all right. So as far as rewriting history. So that's the question. Were you a Commanders fan or were you a Redskins fan? And now it's the Commanders. Like, that's what I'm always. All right. Even. OK, to, to take this topic over a little wider, like I have a friend who went through a transition, a really close personal friend, no longer with us. But we were talking about past events 
a transition from being a male to being a female. No big deal. All good. Love everybody. But from an English standpoint, I am always not quite sure how to talk about the time at which that person felt they were male. Do I say he and I or she and I? Same kind of ordeal that you're having now with this commander's stuff. You know, I feel like it's very culturally relevant. So do you typically say that you were a commander's fan rather than a skins fan? Correct. Why? <laughs> How do you come to that? Like, are you not allowed to say the skins anymore? What's what's going on? I, I, I don't say it. When I first moved here, I used to get emails from people that were Native American. were like, man, it's really offensive to us. Mm. So I was like, all right, that's good enough for me. Like, I yeah. never thought about using the other F word, like a bad slang term for homosexuals. And then my one buddy was just like, hey, man, our other buddy might actually be gay. And I'm like, I don't care. And he's like, I know you, you don't care. But he's like, you say that other word all the time. Like, why would he ever confess that to you? So I was like, that's why I stopped using that word. And I just call them the commanders. They're the commanders. Nice. I think it's yeah. harder for people like it's recent history. So people struggle with that. But it's like names change all the time. You just kind of I that's why I try to specifically always say commanders and people are like, oh, wasn't it whatever? It's like, well, it was, but it's not what it is. That's true. I feel like uh, for me, my like the the part about it that's questionable for me or the part that kind of like annoys me is when someone is offended on someone else's behalf versus like for you, like a Native American sent you a message. Cool. Literally never saying it again. No problem. Don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> yeah. But what I don't like is when it's like some like, you know, like 21 year old junior in college, like, you know, white woman who's like you should be offended on behalf of like this other group and the other group is like nah we're good man you can wear sombreros like it's mardi gras you know (laughs) (laughs) so i'm just never i'm always like well you know like i don't know i gotta hear from the horse's mouth yeah that's just what i do trust me people give me crap i'm like i don't care that's their name like that's just what we say right it's not that hard like tell you what somebody uh you know, in sports, we do it all the time in sports, right? Like you win a couple titles. Now you're a two time Super Bowl champ, you know, uh, Aaron Cobb, right? I don't think so that's going like, to hurt anybody's feelings. Right. But I'm just saying, like, to me, it's not that hard to add or change a title. That's so, true. And trust me, in my neighborhood, like one of my friends, a bartender, she has a friend that is definitely transitioning, but it's kind of like I wasn't positive. So I asked. So finally, I just said, she. Correct. And she's like, yeah. So, like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? So it's just like that, like with your friend, if they were still around, like you could still tell the stories and just be like, wow, she used to be crazy and this and that. <laughs> and then if people ask more, I'm sure somebody would kind of explain. But yeah, I feel like I'm always just like, I, I don't care either way. What do you want to do? Like, what do you feel comfortable with? That's that's the and that's kind of where I'm at, too. I'm like, listen, like, I like, look, tell just tell me what to like if I. Like with this person I'm thinking about, I was shooting darts with. Like I couldn't tell, so I had to be careful. But also, like it's kind of tough in my neighborhood time, right? Because I say boys all and dude all the time, right? I say, "Come on, boys!" I mean, I, like it's soccer. I got to stop doing it because, like, my team's co-ed. I'm always like, "Come on, boys!" Like, <laughs> right? yeah, but same it's like with the dude. Term guys, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. People, we don't have a plural, like you know, like y'all or ustedes in in Spanish. You know, it's like that. That I feel like is a flaw of the English language, like ustedes, you know. Um, but for me, I feel like I don't want to offend someone, but I also like don't care that much about like 
putting in the research. So I'm just like, dude, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but also I kind of don't give an F about this. So just like, you know, if something I'm saying is hurting you, like, just tell me, but also I feel like that's what like kind of blew it up at some point in popular culture is like the onus switched to us to like, remember like Zer and Z and all the crazy ones. And I'm just like, I just like, dude, I got a lot going on in my life. I don't have time to keep track of that. Like you just, if I hurt you, just tell me and I will fix it. You know? Yeah. Well, I would say that's kind of like you were talking about earlier when people get offended for other people. Like that's also too. I think that's true with that stuff of like, I live in the gayest neighborhood in Seattle. Well, probably one of the gayer neighborhoods in the country. And you're making like, it gayer, baby. Hey, <laughs> they're like, nobody's getting offended up here. Like that, yeah. that woman, you know, she didn't care. She was like, oh yeah, like this and that. So I think that's also a lot of fear monitoring. They want you to say this. They want you to say that. Like, <laughs> all right, calm down. Like, I don't, I don't really give a shit either way. I'm with you. I just don't want to offend somebody. Totally, so like, dude. I-, I love everybody, but yeah, I also yeah. don't care. That's my problem. <laughs> That's Tell a dichotomy me. for me, dude. Tell me what to say, and I'll say it. Speaking of... Uh... <laughs> say it, Ted. Say it. <laughs> say it with the chest now. Call me daddy. <laughs> uh... Matt, also, just hear me out on this. You live on the West Coast. Like, the game starts at 3.30. Like, in theory, you're home by 8. I mean, I don't, you know... If they don't want wings, I say you eat wings before you go or you eat wings when you get home. <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday. You got to have some wings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plenty of time. I personally feel like you showing up with wings to that neighborhood is a power move. Yeah, I would, I would say so. I mean, yeah. Especially it's... if they're better than the caterer, which if you're the wing king, that should be no problem. Yeah. My issue is... Uh, this is, a, I just moved. And so this is a new oven. Every oven's a little bit different. Oh yeah, bro. You got to iron that, that out. Is this some... is not, this is not some neighborhood right. house party. No, I, I get mean, it. This is, you know, the, the place where Matt works, I don't want to reveal too much, but he works in a very, very nice neighborhood. Yeah. Very Can nice. you test run him Friday night? Maybe. Yeah. Make, I, make a little batch. I got nothing but time. Yeah, Matt, I was going to say, I feel like this is a, a batch of wings you can't afford to mess up. No, I know. That's that's my dilemma over Those here. Those people up there in that neighborhood up the hill from you have standards, man. You right. bring it. Right. That's, I mean, like, I don't know. Worst case scenario, if you test run them on Friday, it's like, oh, I guess I'll have to eat an order of wings I made. Right. That was when you said that, I was like, oh, that is a great solution to that. Because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing for dinner Friday night. Like, Tyler's out of town. It's just... I'm living the bachelor life down here, boys. Also, like, look, Cobb's telling you, and I don't want to put any more pressure on you, but you've got to come correct. You, we need high grade ranch and blue cheese. You yeah. can't show up with, with the, you know, tens. You don't bring half ass energy into that neighborhood, right? And I wish I could say it out loud because people would be like, "Wow, they're right." Yeah. But you know yeah, what? I'll say it. There's no half stepping. You need Hidden Valley, all right? You can't you can't be walking in there with with some other brand of ranch. Hidden oh, Valley. dude, if you were to come in with like a Safeway Select ranch, you're done. You're done in that neighborhood and you will probably lose your job. <laughs> just straight up, dude. That's just facts, okay? I don't want to be that guy. And like Ted said, we don't want to put any more pressure on you, but it's <laughs> basically bro. Hidden Valley or bus. I told you I'm a Ken's guy. That's oh, see, you're already up on that upper uh, echelon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Ken's, Ken's is also good. Uh, so what? You know, uh, you know, oh, you go ahead. 
<laughs> See, it comes in a glass bottle, so it's yeah. gotta be. For the wings, are you doing a rub or a sauce or a little bit of each? Or no, it's what, sauce. what are we thinking? Sauce. Sauce based. Nice. So and Matt has a little more room for error. I like that. And Matt has a very good sauce. It's it's what a buffalo wing should taste like. Yeah. Right? Because some places you go and it's like, burn your ass wings. <laughs> and it's like, hey man. The buffalo wing should have a little bit of flavor, but like, I don't want to like, come on. We're getting crazy with this hotness. Yeah, it's okay. got okay. some kick, but like you got sauce. You neutralize it. Matt, right. I feel like if it goes well, you can rename your wing recipe blank blank wings. The name of that neighborhood. <laughs> that I mean, come wow. on. I'm a brand guy that yeah. works for you. Anyway, that <laughs> one's for free, but the next one I'm going to charge you. I think every I think you should tell everybody because that's a big golfing community like, oh, yeah, I learned this recipe when I was a cook at uh, bogeys I'm like what's bogeys <laughs> like, ah, you never heard of it's one of the greatest golf sports bars in the Northwest. <laughs> or if you call them like or if you went exotic, you get called like Pebble Beach wings or something. And everyone's like, oh, they must be very like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's. <laughs> It's going to be interesting. Ted, yeah, what do we why do we do this? <laughs> Ted, I blame you, guys, you on some level for your influence on me over the years. You guys got me. We have more no expertise here, dude. We don't know. I don't know. I've never, never made wings in my life. <laughs> Say that again, Matt. You got me more nervous about this now. <laughs> I know. That's all, like, what are we doing to the poor guy? Well, yeah, you like, should be, dude. You might lose your job. Like I said, it's probably going to be catered. I don't think I need to bring anything. But now, but I was like, maybe I'll bring some wings. And then I just. Open my mouth around you two and step up just in my head. Trust me. Next week, I expect at least two emails. They're just titled MCTP wings. And like, Matt, how did it go? You got to, you don't even know if you're bringing them yet. Cobb and I are like your whole life and livelihood depends on this. It is all on the line. And here goes everything. Yeah. Like (laughs) now the opposite is going to happen. Talking about like the stress that like, getting your meat right can bring and it's like yeah i feel you paul <laughs> oh yeah start now start now before i was like imagine that wow paul living a crazy life and now i'm like damn it boys yeah, you know what's gonna happen depends on it even if you like you'll probably like who knows if you're actually gonna if, you, if you're gonna bring them or whatever but like i would also laugh we're talking all this up and then like people just feel like huh you brought wings <laughs> <Not bad. laughs> totally Oh, man. All right. Let's take a break here. We'll come back. All right. Thank you to our sponsors, as always. Thanks, everybody, for sticking around. Uh, Cobb, do we have some emails? Del Taco. Bros, there's a Del Taco in the F-dubs right by the Walmart. I go whenever I'm near. Love you guys. Carl. Oh, there's one in Federal Way. Yep. Yeah. Ah. All right. Well, I know that actually shocks me too. That's it. They have like a couple good like surprise things. Like they have a Popeyes down there. At least in uh, south of Tacoma, they do. Uh, I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like they have some some chains that are rare in the U.S. I think the Hooters closed. Yeah, all the Hooters in the state are gone. Damn. <laughs> I mean, oh, yes, man. they closed. Is that one on the Oregon border still open? I don't. I is it in? Was it in Washington? No, it's in Oregon. But just like I guess it's the Washington border to them. 
Yeah. So that might be there. I just know the ones all the because that one in Tacoma was down there forever. Yeah. And then that that one closed like ah, end of an era. Wow. Uh, what's he going to say? Ah, I lost my thought there. Hooters wings. Oh, yeah, Federal have- Way. Federal Way has every uh, chain restaurant you want. Yeah, they have some real obscure ones that you would just never expect. Yeah. Shout out to Federal Way. Yeah, exactly. I'm just, God damn it, we're doing it again. Like, I'm getting hungry. I know. <laughs> Dude, it's because we all do this, like, right before we eat. And then, like, yeah. we have 400 episodes of us, like, talking about cheap American, like, fast food. I'm just like, <laughs> damn it. Like, I just... Dude, I remember at one point I was trying to find like a clip of this show that made us sound smart to send to this guy who wanted me to do a podcast for their network. And I listened to like probably 10 episodes, <laughs> nothing, literally nothing, dude. <laughs> so then I had my girlfriend listen to episodes. She did two full episodes. She goes, there's nothing usable here. Literally nothing. I was like, I know. We, I know. She's like, I was laughing, but you can't send that to anybody. It's a conversation. <laughs> this podcast now is like a dark secret. <laughs> like I'm always scared people will find out that I'm on it. <laughs> oh man, I'm scared people will find it. Not was, people, yeah. but people, people I know, like in my family, like, oh hey, I checked out the podcast. Like, ah, did you? That's yeah. <laughs> that's what telling, telling Paul there. I was like, he's like, yeah, I'm in my family. Listen, I'm like, cool. I don't know what we're going to talk about in the second half of the episodes. Just, <laughs> yeah. a, just a warning. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh yeah, I really loved that reverse centaur stuff, Ted. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, T girls mm, to die for. <laughs> I was this close to telling a coworker. He was like, "What are you doing? What do you got going on the rest of the day?" And I was just don't like, do so it. pumped to see. I was about to be like, about to see my boys, on, and I was like, cannot. <laughs> and then I was really excited. I was like, got the house to myself, like. <laughs> go off nothing crazy <laughs> that's probably what it sounded like hey that's probably better than him finding this yeah you get fired for sure dude if you're worried about getting fired from wings in that neighborhood this is definitely getting you fired dude you're gone uh, hey, this this thing kicking around hr oh at any company it's over <laughs> all right uh cop topic what should you never buy used uh, quick list condoms, child car seats, see a pattern, and of course, Mr. Good Bars. Challenge it all the land, Mr. Good Bar. I forgot about Mr. Good Bar in that fight. Proprietary cinnamon. Uh, so this is from an attorney. We were talking, yeah, gentlemen. Last cast, you asked how Cinnabon could own exclusive rights to a certain type of cinnamon. Two options come to mind. One, the cinnamon they use grows only in a very specific geographic area, and they've signed exclusive contracts with all the growers producing it. Two, they genetically engineered a unique subspecies and received a patent on their specific uh, genetically modified strain. Of course, I could be wrong on both fronts. This is the Ministry of Misinformation, and I'm just a small-town pizza lawyer. LARP on, Carson the lawyer. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I do agree they probably have their own cinnamon. I'm just saying, I I doubt they... Everybody else can have cinnamon rolls, or I, I doubt they own that. Own what? Saying cinnamon and like cinnamon. No, rolls. they own no, no. Yeah, they own a specific type of the actual cinnamon that goes into it. Yeah, you know how they got that? I don't. Oh, they destroyed a whole village. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is our cinnamon now. I don't even know where cinnamon comes from. 
<laughs> worth it well theirs comes from uh indonesia some small island hey actually i am curious about this if anybody knows the bottom of this like you know cinnabon's from seattle and it started in the south center mall so there may be somebody who listens to this who knows more about this email me i i don't necessarily have to read it on air but i'm definitely curious and did they always own their own cinnamon no i want to say it was makara cinnamon or something i was reading about it the other day um no i don't think they always owned it but they basically cornered the market on the best cinnamon apparently it's the most flavorful cinnamon um in the world ted you may not have been too far off (laughs) yeah registered trademark makara cinnamon Wow. Oh, man. Interesting. <laughs> so kind of like option one that Carson said and kind of like what Ted said, maybe possibly. <laughs> I don't know. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Application for a research assistant. Ooh, interesting. Okay. All right. Goddamn, boys. Great to hear you this week. So hear me out. Uh, one of the F1 casts I listen to has a Discord, a nerd chat room server. Uh, that we chat in all week between casts. It's a great way to continue the conversations with people in the know and share a fandom. Some of the world politic conversations are eye-opening. What do y'all think about this? My favorite part is they stream the taping of the cast, audio only, and have a thread uh, that we blow up as they... uh, Oh, blow up that they check as we submit facts, articles, and opinions uh, that we've... that. Oh, that we've submitted into their own discourse. If that doesn't strike a chord... Can I submit an application to sit silently in a fourth square and just throw up correction links for Ted or Matt? I'd say Cobb uh, San Diego, but he's usually on a phone in a random space, and that just ain't going to work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to I don't know what to make of that. Uh, I always keep this in mind when consuming media. Uh, anyone who makes a paycheck off their published beliefs are telling you what you want to hear, whether that be pro or against your views. You tune in for things that enrage you or comfort you based on your personality. Opinion columnists, talk show hosts, or even clergy sell their souls to get the biggest slice of the pie they can. They only apologize after the fact to keep playing the game. Tactical retreat isn't defeat. Wow, that's honestly a really good call. What do you guys think about that? I don't know that I'd say I sold my soul to get my thoughts on the radio. <laughs> That's more of no, having a personality. Opinion columnists. Yeah, I was I was waiting for part two where like Ted's found a very unique avenue to just really be himself <laughs> and not answer to anyone per se, you know, outside of our corporate overlords of this podcast, of course. But you oh, know. If, if anybody listens to this podcast, they know Ted is soulless. The man's the devil. (laughs) I mean, opinion (laughs) columnist, sure. And then I think if you're talking politics, probably, yeah. Ted, I can hear by the tension in your voice. You sound, you feel personally attacked. You trust me or not who they're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I also just burped drinking a soda water. Uh, Yeah. I mean, look, I was talking about the the Rush Limbaugh thing. And like, yeah, like he was a radio guy and saw the money and being a right winged uh, talk show host and found tons of money and and fame in it i don't yeah so i mean i don't know it's a tough my thing is i would have a tough time doing that just because i don't want people like it's one thing to do entertainment it's something else to tell people how to think and how to vote and this and that yeah i think this that comment is on the heels of me talking about uh tucker carlson and how i know somebody who had dinner with him and claimed that he's like totally a democrat and doesn't believe anything he says on his show i think maybe that's where it comes from that's right, right um 
Yeah. What do you guys think about a research assistant or should we talk about it off air? I mean, I'm not against it. I would have to check. I don't know what, who will email that person back. I'm not sure all that involves in it, so I'm not going to say yes or no right now. Okay. We could try it too for a cast. It could be interesting. Um, uh, oh, I see. It would be live during the cast. No, so so he, he came up with two ideas. Um, one is that we just actually have a Discord chat running during the cast, and people are able to listen to it live as we're doing it. That could cause some issues because when we swear, we like to bleep it out. We do a little bit of editing to get the commercials in and stuff afterwards. Um, and then the other one um, was that uh, if that's not possible, so people in the chat can't correct us, then... Uh, he could just sit in and be a fourth square and just put stuff into the chat. So he's not talking, but we can see if we're like, oh yeah, what's Makara's cinema? And he's just like, boom, boom, boom. Here's three facts about it or whatever. So we can talk about it off the cast. All right. Yeah. I like the idea. And what do I never buy used? Uh, food, but less obviously cables or generational electronics. Cables get fragile with age and get worn out. And generational electronics like phones and tablets and TVs uh, to get aged out by manufacturers. So why buy them uh, when you're that much closer to the end of life? Rock on, guys. Scott, the friendly IT guy. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Scott. Ironically, Scott, uh, I bought this on a used... Uh, this is a used MacBook Air. I think it's the oldest one still in use, honestly. <laughs> and a used microphone. <laughs> yeah, right? I got a lot of... <laughs> all of my equipment over here is used. Refurbished. Yeah. Well, when you're soulless, you don't really care. <laughs> I like also how you're the only person whose career depends on this and you have all the worst gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we used to do it in a studio. Yeah, I know. That was cool. <laughs> I actually missed the studio. I feel like uh, we've, we've talked about this, but not on the cast, but it's actually harder to do one over Zoom. I don't think it sounds quite as good. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, of course. Nothing. None of it does. Yeah, I feel like the timing is way more impossible when I'm just looking at you guys on a screen. Not that we yeah. were great at it anyway, but it just makes us worse. Speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Ted, the soulless professional. Let's check <laughs> in with what's, what's maddening. Hey, what's good? What's maddening? Uh, before we get to what's maddening. Hey, what's good? What's maddening? Check out what's maddening. Hey, what's good? What's maddening? Uh, before we get to what's maddening. Hey, what's good? What's mad? Check out what's mad. It is kind of nice because I just get my own segment to ramble. So the timing issue on Zoom isn't quite as noticeable. All right. But, you know, yeah, I I hear what you're saying. Um, I had a good weekend. Um, got around to golf in. Uh, I haven't been practicing a ton. And but I've been you know, taking care of my body well. And then um, I played the, a couple weeks ago and then the front nine was okay. Like I really, I was really battling out there, you know, just to, to keep it in play and not destroy every hole. But then on the back, like I just figured it out again and it was, it was awesome. I shot a 44 on the back nine and, you know, just, uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. So nice. That felt good. Um, you know, I talk with golfers every single day. I talk about golf a lot. I help them with their golf game and their body, and explain how the body helps their golf swing and all that stuff. And so, but I have, just haven't been playing a ton. It's like you know, so yeah, I had to get out there and remind myself. <laughs> yeah, it's like I 
How do you explain John Daly? Right? I I say all the time, golf's a weird game and human bodies are equally weird. All right. Yeah. I mean, that guy just doesn't care. Drinks yeah. like a fish, smokes cigs. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you can't argue it? with it. And he's happy. He seems yeah, he's so a good golfer. Like, I think happiness is a hugely underrated health factor. Like, that's that's my latest revelation. I don't know if that comes as a shock to anybody, but yeah. Um, John, I'm Daly, just saying, like, golfers nowadays are super fit and everything. It's like John Daly's like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. I just I just smoke cigs, get drunk, grip it and rip it. I'm yeah, sponsored by Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, so you played golf. What else you get into? Um, nothing. I just did chores and yeah, just kind of hung out. Uh, yeah, the football, the lack of football was just like so jarring to me. I tried to watch the Pro Bowl, but I was, you know, pro- just scrolling Twitter the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Last weekend is a very like there was some college hoops on, which is cool. But yeah, I mean, there was no football, no NHL. They had their all star break. It was just like, oh, man, this is uh, slim pickings. Yeah. Sounders I- lost in the Club World Cup in the first game. Like, so they're done. I was like, yeah, I'm with you. I did, I did not watch much sports last weekend. Yeah. I just watched a bunch of random band documentaries on YouTube. Oh, that was what I was going to say. I when I moved here, I kind of like had a little new metal phase that was like, I would always joke like, well, this place feels like the 70s or the 60s. So new metal is like groundbreaking still. And it's no longer ironic. I just love listening to Corn and Linkin Park. And <laughs> I just have a great time. Limp Biscuit, like it's on, dude. Uh, so, yeah, I just I, I I've been watching a lot of YouTube documentaries about those bands, rides and backstories. I was going to say, awesome. there was so little like good sports on last weekend. I watched the Grammys. Ooh, <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Actually, it was kind of good, man. Bad Bunny opened it up. His performance was awesome. It was like a party in there. They did a 50-year, a 50th, or a, uh, what was going to say, like a tribute to Motown, which was awesome. Even Chris Stapleton was out there sing- singing and playing with uh, Stevie Wonder. And Dude, then that they had the hip hop like thing was awesome too. Yeah, that hip hop thing at the end was great. I was like, this this is unreal. So I watched that. Yeah. Like I was like, all right, all right Grammys. I'll give you credit. I, I enjoyed it. And uh yeah, people were looking very uh very attractive to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it's about that time. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. Going to be that time of year, huh, Ted? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Take main takeaway from the Grammys. People look celebrities looking attractive. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of celebrities, um, literally, literally, I'm sitting here. And I get a text from Taryn that says, are you watching the Grammys? And I said, no. And she's like, Bad Bunny's on. He's crushing it. I turn it over and I go, he is crushing it. And the hips on these women. Hey, that's a nice penis. All right. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So speaking of celebrities, that's perfect segue for me. So 
you know, speaking of celebrities and wanting to get closer to them, whether they're attractive or they're just really funny. Um, the top topic this week is if you had to have jury duty with any celebrity, like some other, some celebrity was going to be in the jury box with you. Who do you think would be the most entertaining? So feel free to email us literally the word email at the Um, or hit us up on wait, actually, no, just email us. Uh, if you had to have jury duty with any celebrity, who do you think would be the most entertaining boys? That's a tough call. My first instinct was I want to hang out with Gronk. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, but jury duty, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I think he'd still be pretty funny, but after like two weeks, like, am I going to get annoyed? Yeah. And I feel like you're not getting like invited on his plane or like to Vegas with him from jury duty. <laughs> right. So that kind of changes it. That's a tough question because of jury duty. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I got one of you one more time. Hit me. Dude, I feel like I would just go. I wouldn't go to be laughing with them. I think I might be going to just like rejoice in like the idiosyncratic nature of a celebrity. So for that, I think I might go with one of the universally. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. People can make their own opinion on it, but I think I might go with Steven Seagal. Just wow. hear his hear his thoughts on the case. Wow. Jesus. Steven I was thinking. Seagal. Wow. <laughs> I yeah. just think it'd be entertaining, man. When, yeah. <laughs> just watching him like try to, you know, I don't know. Just when, watching him navigate the world, I think would be fun. <laughs> I was not expecting you to say that. But that's no. great. Steven Seagal. I mean, I get yeah, it's, he's hard to kill. <laughs> I was thinking from that Grammys thing that like well, obviously I'd I'd love to, you know, solve a crime with Ice T from you know because because of his svu uh credits but also his street credit but that's a uh, good answer yeah when you said idiosyncratic i was like oh i'd take flavor flav too because my mind was still on the grammy's hip-hop tribute (laughs) (laughs) flavor flav would be fun different different style but nice man i don't need because it's jury duty so now i'm trying to think of who I don't know who would be interesting, but wouldn't be too much. Keenan, what's that? Keenan, Keenan Thompson. Pe- yeah, Keenan Peel. I don't know. I think some of these people would would slide some jokes in. Bert Kreischer. You know what? Kreischer might be the answer. Kreischer could be the answer, or uh, I might just go McConaughey, just because I like to hear him talk, Ooh. or like Morgan <laughs> Freeman. So like if the case is going on, it's like, look, I've been stuck on this jury duty for two weeks, but at least Morgan Freeman's talking to me. So like that's nice. <laughs> that's true. There is some upside in that. <laughs> right? It's like I don't know, man. It sounds cool. Oh no, he's annoying the shit out of me, but it sounds cool. It sounds yeah. nice. <laughs> or like David Attenborough. Oh, uh, all right. The most important takeaway from this podcast is Matt. Make those wings like your uh, life and job depend on it, because I'm pretty sure it does. I'm going to make them Friday night for myself. That's what I know for now. (laughs) All right. Well, he's going to be enjoying wings. Uh, Hopefully, everybody out there, it is an unofficial holiday. Get together with some friends or if you're just sitting at home, order a pizza. It's the Super Bowl, man. Uh, Enjoy it. It's the last football for a long time. (laughs) 
All right. For MCTP, for Cobb, I'm Lee Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.